the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs is brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf location or topgolf.com. Summer Skates, shower shoes and koozies customized, customized for, yourself for yourself or your or entire your... team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. From coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos has a destination that suits your style. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust, to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota. Earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to MetroByTMobile.com to find your perfect plan, all of which come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is specifically designed to help get you active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Drury Inn and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit druryhotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, a concert at Allegiant Stadium, or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Jordan McAlpine. All right. Welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. This indeed is Analytics and Eyeball. Scott Strandy with you from beautiful Centennial, Colorado tonight. <clears throat> My co-host, Jordan McAlpine, I think has signed an uh, ELC contract and is maybe playing somewhere or broadcasting somewhere because he had a last-minute change and was not able to make it tonight. So uh, uh, in the hockey world, uh, we call that a scratch. So what I did was I reached out to my co-host on Sunday and on Tuesday, Paul Hornstein, and I said, hey, Paul, I need a little help here if you're interested in coming on. So uh, in just a few minutes, I will be joined by the one and only Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. In the meantime, uh, we've got a great guest coming on tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll give it just a few minutes, and uh, we'll bring on uh, our, our special guest. Uh, a couple things happened today. Um, as you all know, the NCAA Frozen Four National Championship, the champion was crowned right here, the Denver Pioneers, ninth NCAA Hockey Championship. Uh, the celebration is tomorrow at 6. Uh, we will be doing a live podcast right after the celebration, about 7 p.m. Mountain Time. So you'll want to be uh, stay tuned for that. Hopefully we have some guests and I can tell you what's going on at Magnus Arena when it all gets going. Um, so we've got that coming ahead. Um, also, there was a schedule release today, and uh, that's something we'll talk about here for just a couple of minutes, and then we'll get to our guest in about oh, 12 minutes or so. Um, Paul Hornstein, how are you tonight? Does he know that? <laughs> Who, Paul? Paul knows it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, sure. yeah so what we're gonna do what we're gonna do is uh i mentioned about the celebration at denver right. uh that will be happening first? that will be at magnus arena right. uh tomorrow night 
Yeah, at 6 p.m. tomorrow, okay. Battle Bet Magnus Arena. Uh, follow the script. <laughs> that means I got to come on early tomorrow. <laughs> we'll be on a little early, half hour early. We'll be on at seven tomorrow. But anyway, so so that's what's happening as they uh, honor that uh, ninth NCAA championship, as I talked about. I also let in just before you came on with the fact that Greg Powers and uh, the ASU uh, Sun Devils are ready to go. They're so ready to go that they released their schedule today. And uh, let me tell you, <laughs> it's going to, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun at that new stadium, but, um, <laughs> man, I mean, college hockey is already picking up on it. People are running around. You saw Duluth and Denver, everybody's going like, Hey, we're on the schedule. We're on the schedule. The schedule leaked out. It didn't leak out. It was put out, uh, by coach and by the uh, Sun Devils. So before we ASU get to our Arena, guest, right? the ASU yeah, yep, absolutely. Okay. You know where that is, right? I just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know where that is. Um I do. So anyway, that's what's uh what's on the schedule. So before we uh dig into uh, our guest here in just a minute, and we've got a great one. I'm gonna keep teasing it. I'm not gonna tell you who he is yet because when he comes on, the name, um, the voice, the the work that he's done in hockey uh, all over will uh will will sell itself. So uh, let's well, just hang hey, tight you're, another you're couple minutes. Have to pronounce it. Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. Um, anyway, um, so Paul, when you saw that schedule today, first thoughts, just the very first thoughts, nothing else. Uh, wow, it's early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one day out or two days after the national championship game, that's early. Yeah, I, I, I honestly did not expect it to come out this early. Now, if you did, if this was the first week in May, I'd have been like, okay, that's cool. That's, you know, um, but two days after the national championship game, <laughs> Paul, uh, it's, okay. it's got something to do with excitement of a new building and the opportunity to sell some more tickets early by showing off that schedule, which is impressive by the way. Well, listen, there's, um, there's some definite highlights on this thing. There are some things that we expected. Uh, there are some things we did not expect. Um, there are some games that, I mean, I hate to put the pressure on two days after the national championship game, but there are games on this schedule that you have to win. Yeah, you told that to me today when we were talking off air. Okay, there's, um, there's no... <laughs> question that they have to win we we Um, can get into all those a little later but the the ones that jumped out to me paul were opening at minnesota Duluth on a saturday sunday and then driving right down highway two to bemidji for the very next weekend good lord that's four tough games right there well see all due credit to the coach he got that minnesota trip out in october Smart man. Not January. Smart man. Very smart. And considering you're playing 24 of 37 games at home, you're getting four of those 12 road games. Well, 13 if you count Vegas. Okay. You're getting four of them out of the way right off the bat. You almost never leave. Yep. Well said. Well said. Okay. So, um, 
uh, we'll get into that because we'll have all summer to dig into it. But man, uh, a lot of people are excited about what's happening, not only at ASU, but the teams that they're playing on the road and, and, um, and we know they're coming to Denver. They're going to be here in December, the first weekend. Uh, so that'll be good. They're going to play, as you mentioned, uh, the independent schedule, which uh, would include two Alaskas, LIU, and Lindenwood. Twelve games, right, Paul? Uh, yeah. So, so those are your must-win games. Although um, that's one of the things that that kind of surprised. I thought after playing Long Island or LIU at home last year that they would be coming here for the twenty-two, twenty-three season. Um, uh, I thought wrong. <laughs> well, let me ask you this question, Mister Weatherman. I'm not if a you weatherman. Had a, if you had a choice, I know, but you like the weather. Um, uh, if you had a choice of going to Long Island uh, in the winter time or going to uh, Tempe in the winter time, what would you choose? Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. We know. If you had a chance to go to a brand new. 5,000 seat arena I'm all for or, or go to the building that you have to go to in temporarily, at least in, uh, on long Island. Um, where would you go? Yeah. Uh, That's why they're going to Tempe. I'm not, I'm not, I just, just assumed. I mean, listen, uh, the week before they're up in Anchorage. So you want to play at home the next weekend to thaw out. So, Good point. Very good point. Okay, so that was news. Other news that was breaking around, everybody's signing contracts, it seems like, everywhere. Been really quiet at Denver except for one person that I know of anyway, at least at this point. Bobby the Blur Brink uh, is now playing for the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers sent out some pictures of him today at practice. They're thrilled to have him. Bobby says he's thrilled to be there and be a part of the organization, so he will not be at Magnus Arena tomorrow night. And uh, congratulations to him. I, I thought he was going to win the Hobie. I really did. He didn't. But now he's uh, living his dream playing professional hockey. Um, anybody else that I missed today? I know that there was a big transfer from Colorado College to St. Cloud State. Um, there's – you can't even keep track of all the transfers. So – um, yeah, well, well, we'll say that Dominic Bassey is now going to be playing for St. Cloud State next season, not Colorado College. So uh, we kind of knew that Dominic knew. was going somewhere. Right. We just didn't know where. Now we know where. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's take one quick break. Okay. And let's come back and let's bring on Leo Strom, the, uh, the man behind the goaltenders, the man behind the guy that won the Richter Award. He's coming on next, folks. Uh, the uh, agency guy now and uh, my neighbor kind of, cause he's just about 60 miles North of me here in Colorado. So Lior will be on in just a minute. We'll take one quick break and be right back. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old. 
to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. From the Summer Skate Studios, this analytics and eyeballs all right welcome back in hockey fans indeed this is analytics and eyeballs it's monday night scott strandy with you in centennial colorado and my co-host jordan McAlpine, i think is uh, what we call a healthy scratch he's got something that came up last minute so i reached into the old bag of tricks and i said paul hornstein uh, i got something for you to do tonight uh, forget that uh, having a night off and uh, paul graciously accepted the offer so paul Nice to have you on Analytics and Eyeballs for the whole show. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're an indentured servant, this is what you do. And uh, <laughs> you go from there. Okay. Well, speaking of go from there, Leo Strom, uh, Lior Strom is with us tonight. Lior, Scott, and Paul with you. Unmute and say hello. And uh, let's start talking some hockey, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Just uh, trying to actually trying to calm the dog down. So I had to put him outside. I didn't want your <laughs> listeners to uh, to hear all his barking. So well, that's okay. He would have gotten my dog. So <laughs> he's he's always quiet until he hears me speak, and then and then he decides he wants to yap. Oh goodness gracious! Okay, before we go any deeper, um, sure. you and I go back a, a long time because I believe you might have been my first Facebook follower on my page. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> when, when, and uh, little did I know until the regional that you were living uh, right next to the regional in Loveland, and um, we were going to hook up and have uh, have a little lunch and maybe a beer or two and. Uh, things just got out of hand for me. It got crazy busy, but I promise that's coming my way, my friend. Um, so tell us how you got to Colorado and give us a little background on what you do. I mean, I know it, but maybe some of these people have been under a rock and haven't seen what you do. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was kind of by chance how I ended up right behind the, the Budweiser Center. But um, uh, I was originally from from Montreal. And uh, am I allowed to say Budweiser Center or am I plugging Budweiser? I don't know. Um, well, that's okay, anyway. that's good. All good. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm originally from Montreal. And uh, I was fortunate enough to... Uh, 
to, to head out west and play uh, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League for the uh, Weyburn Red Wings. And then uh, the following year, I was in, in Humboldt. Um, obviously, I'm sure everyone knows that name as well, the Humboldt Broncos. And then from there, uh, played uh, for Union College for four years and uh, I guess uh, had a cup of coffee in the minors and uh, a little bit of time in, uh, in Milwaukee with the Admirals. Again, I, was, I think I was there for a few weeks. <laughs> I was lucky... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it was uh, Steve, uh, no, not Steve, May- Chris Mason, uh, who was down in the minors with uh, with the Admirals at the time, and then he went up to uh, the Preds, um, and then, uh, yeah, just kind of got into coaching. I mean, I'd always been coaching as a, as a youngster in, in the summers, uh, you know, during those, those uh, summers where, uh, you know, between college seasons or junior or whatever, so... Uh, you know, got my first opportunity to coach with uh, John Elkins Goalie School. Uh, again, uh, you know, a guy who, who's been in the NHL uh, as a goalie coach. Uh, and that's where I, I met uh, Franck Jean, who's the uh, current goalie coach for Tampa Bay, um, as well as uh, Dave Franco from Franco Canadian Goalie Schools. And uh, we all taught together. And uh, another guy, uh, J.S. Giguere, was there as well. So, you know, I've been coaching, I guess, goalies from a young age of, of 18, 19, and I kind of kept doing it. And then uh, I guess uh, as I retired and uh, went back to coaching, um, uh, you know, young kids, uh, and then especially as my own son was born, and then, uh, you know, a couple of buddies of mine decided we were going to take a, an older team. And, uh, you know, again, we were fortunate where we had a young man named Daniel Sprong, who now plays for the Kraken. <laughs> So, uh, so he, uh, you know, it's nice. It's nice to always have a guy like that in your lineup who's like guaranteed two goals a game at at that level. So, uh, yeah, so that's it. And you know, I I did some work with the uh, Laxey Louis Lions, uh, and uh, and that's it. Yeah, eventually I made my way to Arizona through um, Ron Filion, who uh, runs the Arizona Bobcats. Um, he was my coach in the East Coast Hockey League, and uh, he brought me down to Phoenix and uh, did some work with the Bobcats and AZ Ice and, you know, did my part in trying to help uh, grow the game with Matt Schott, et cetera, and uh, all the rinks and, and all the great programs out in, in, the, uh, in the desert. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, work here in, in Colorado now with the uh, you know, Colorado Rough, uh, sorry, Rocky Mountain Rough Riders, and it slowly transitioned into uh, the role I'm in now with uh, Kaizen Sports. So, uh, helping young uh, men and women trying to find their their uh, their way along this crazy hockey path. <laughs> Man, how's that, Paul? How's that for a few name drops for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, I hear you. I just um, I don't even know where to start, other than. Um, Wow, uh, and and he was all over the map too uh, <laughs> as a player between Union and, and... oh, as, oh, tell me about it. I mean, my my first year, my so my first year out of college, uh, you know, you you think you know what pro hockey is, and you don't really understand until you go through it, especially as a rookie free agent goalie. Um, you know, I, I guess my, my last year at Union, my claim to fame was uh, I got into a fight at, at Cornell University my senior year. <laughs> we love um, those, by the way. Yeah, well, you know, at the time it seemed great. 
you know, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. I mean, if you're going to fight, <laughs> if, if you're going to fight in college hockey, I mean, line eye rink is probably one of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> so like myself and uh, I think it was, I think it was Ian Burt. Uh, I believe he's a goalie coach now somewhere. I, I think uh, in college hockey somewhere actually. So, uh, well, we you know, it was, yeah, so um, you know, it's <laughs> I don't I don't mean to go all over the place with That's this, okay. but we like it. But I, they, it was funny. Like I think uh, Cornell had like this uh, f- fan forum where they they have this award called the Leor Strom Dunce Cap Award. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know. I don't know if they, the fans like that fight or not. But uh, it was definitely uh, you know the the boys. The boys loved it, so uh, you know we were losing. So uh, at least we, we came away with a small victory in that one. But uh, Kevin Snedden, who was my coach at the time, and uh, went on to UVM, and now I think he's retired. But uh, he didn't he didn't appreciate it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so yeah, oh, they never do. They never get it. <laughs> no, I, and I and I thought he'd actually. I thought you know, I thought Snedden would like it, but. Uh, you know, him and, and Coach Micheletto at the time, John Micheletto, I think spent some time in Notre Dame as well after that. And uh, Kevin Patrick, who's uh, now, uh, he was also spent some time at Vermont and now at Culver Academy. They didn't, they weren't too fond of it and suspended me. And uh, so that was, that was basically my senior year. So I had come back from that, broke my collarbone right away. And then that was basically my senior year. So all that to get back to the point where, you know, I didn't, yeah, like you know, you know, I, I was hoping I would have like a you know, you know, maybe an AHL deal or something like that. But once again, you know, you, you what you think you know about pro hockey until you actually live it is two different things. So um, yeah, you know, for I learned, sure, I, I learned the hard way what uh, you know. Welcome to the East Coast Hockey League as a free agent goalie. Like, don't <laughs> don't paint don't paint your mask and keep your pads as plain as possible. Well, you I love it. One of the great logos there in the Leaf Florida Everblades. Um, that is one of my all-time favorite logos there. So, I mean, all props to that. And Birmingham had a long hockey history. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, Toledo. and Augusta, that's that's not Georgia, is it? Yeah, it was. Well, it is. Oh, <laughs> it's still there. Well, yeah, but there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I think actually, I think they're trying to get a. I, I know there was a group that was trying to get a, a team back, but uh, it was actually. I mean, Augusta was one of my favorite places to play. To be Paul, honest Paul, with you. let me tell you this: Lior was telling me uh, when we were talking before the show that <clears throat> I mentioned Tom Callahan's name, and he finally pinned it down. Tom Callahan was the radio guy at Augusta way back when, and uh, of course, Tom works with us now doing uh, the AHL stuff. So I'm telling you, this hockey world is small. Uh, clearly. It really is, you know. It's always, uh, you know, whatever. Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation. You always oh, know, yeah. uh, you always know someone that you know you played with, played against. Uh, it's it's really a small world. So, so it's a lot of it's a it's a fun world too, you know. Even though it's it's crazy sometimes. Okay, let let me jump into this whole thing because uh, Paul was excited uh, for Dryden McKay. By the way, Leor, he's got a whole. Uh, basement filled with Dryden McKay posters. He loves the kid. Um, so so I'm going to start by pushing him just a little bit right now. But one of your guys, and I'm at the uh, awards deal in Boston, 
and they announced the Richter Award winner, and it goes to Devin Levi. And I'm saying, wow, the numbers on Devin Levi, and if Jordan were here tonight, Jordan is the biggest Devin Levi fan uh, on the planet. So tell us about Devin Levi and how proud you were to have him um, kind of under your wing and, and uh, to, for him to win an award like the Mike Richter Award. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously I, I, I played a very, very small role, I guess, in, in his uh in his development. I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to uh, be around him at a young age. I think he was, uh, I want to say maybe 13 or 14 at the time. So there's, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, goalie coaches and whatnot that Devin's worked with. And, uh, you know, I know his advisor, Jonathan Lachance is also a really good guy. And um, so it was just, it was just really fortunate. I mean, uh, you know, we, I was very close or still am, you know, with, with their family as well. And my son is good friends with, uh, with Devin and, and James uh, Levy, his, his younger brother. Uh, you know, we all kind of, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Dollar Desormo. So if you, when you see that uh, designation DDO, just so you know, it's, it's really in French, it's Dollar Desormo. Right. So, uh, I love it. I'm learning French tonight too. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's actually, uh, it's actually pretty cool to, to see, you know, both Devin and and a kid like Yaniv Peretz who, uh, you know, uh, played together. And I was fortunate enough to have both of those guys as my tandem. Um, I believe in 20, 2012, 2013 for the, uh, PWA Vipers. Wow. Uh, That, that is impressive. That yeah, is impressive. And, and, uh, and actually, and on, on the back end, uh, we had another gem, which was uh, Jeremy Butchler, who was a defenseman who was, a def- I think, senior year this year for Northeastern, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're correct. Oh, another name I have to look up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, DDO and that whole area has a, been a pretty good pipeline for, for college hockey, uh, you know, especially for, for hockey East and, and ECAC. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, I was actually really, really, uh, lucky. Actually, I took, I took crap from the back then from, uh, the association for picking Devin, uh, since, <laughs> <laughs> since he was, um, you know, he was a first, so, you know, in, in Quebec at the time, um, we didn't really do like, you know, like how you do in the U S where it's like, strictly birthier teams, you know, we right. would combine age groups, right? So, you know, Yaniv was the elder statesman and uh, there was another kid, really good goalie as well. And, you know, it was, it was one of the hardest things, you know, like, what do you do? You, you, you know, basically I had to cut a returning goalie, you know, a veteran player. I mean, it's crazy to say veteran player at 13, 14, but <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he's a second year goalie and, you know, he was, you know, he was, he was good. I mean, there was no reason, you know, but, but you just couldn't deny Devin at the time. And, you know, the association was like, what are you doing? You're cutting, you know, you can't cut this kid. Uh, he's been here. And, you know, and, and the thing with Devin too, was he had, like the interesting story about Devin, he had only started playing goalie. I think it was his second year only, right. He had been a forward and uh, he decided one day to, to switch to, to goalie. And, uh, so, you know, his, his technique wasn't, you know, let's say perfect at the time, you know, I'm sure he'll tell, still tell you it's not, but uh, that's the kind of kid he is, but, um, <laughs> but he, he was a really good skater. He understood the game. He was like very athletic, um, so fast. And, uh, you know, I was like, I was, I'm like, I can't deny this kid. I'm like, this kid's going to be 
you know, by November, he's going to be, you know, just as good as, as Yaniv, you know? So I think that worked out well for, for both of them. And, uh, you know, uh, I think from, you know, between myself and, you know, all the goalie coaches that, uh, that Devin and, and Yaniv worked with, uh, you know, we like for me, I, you know, I, I never like to, I would never take credit for any player who's, who's gone on. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm the one that was fortunate to be on the ice with those guys. So. I'll leave it at that. Well, listen, uh, two parts. First of all, I, as somebody who did coach a couple of years of youth hockey, um, many, many years ago, probably while you were still at Union, um, I, I get how what a, a walk on hot coals that that is. <laughs> um. Because you're someone's always going to be mad at you, always. There's there's just no way around it. Um, and the other thing is just because it's it, it it's it's as somebody who watched from why are there so many goalies that come out of that province? Oh, that's uh, that. I mean, I, I think at the I mean Quebec at the time, uh, you know. I guess for me growing up, right, we had, you know, Patrick Waugh and, uh, you know, that was always like, I mean, the big one, right? I mean, I, I remember like, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but like, I mean, for me, like, like Steve Penny and I don't know if those names ring a bell, but, you know, uh, yeah. yeah like, I'm so the big I, six only or so uh, yeah, <laughs> they all come to mind. Yeah. So like, you know, like, you know, Richard Sevigny and, and those guys, but I mean, when Patrick Waugh came in and, you know, obviously with the, with the help of uh, Francois Allaire and, you know, where he really, really changed the position and, uh, uh, you know, and, and I was fortunate actually to, to, uh, to work with Francois Allaire Um for about a week, I think. Uh, and at the time it was so expensive. I, I still don't know how my dad could afford it. You know, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's funny that old saying that like, when you ask your dad, like, why are you wearing the same pair of jeans every day for the last God knows how long, you know, uh, you know, and he, he did what he could to, to help me. And, uh, you know, I got a week, you know, basically, uh, and who, you know, back then, like private lessons was something you didn't hear of. Right. So, right. Uh, it was myself, another goalie for McGill, and actually one of the shooters again. Don't mean to name drop, but was Matthew Darch. <laughs> so, oh, goodness. Goodness. so yeah, yeah, he was playing. He was playing for McGill, and at the time uh, we needed a shooter, so he was out there with us. But uh, yeah, I mean, and and that's what kind of led the charge. And then you had you know all the other famous Quebec goalies, Marty Brodeur and, and whatnot. But I think that's like the, that butterfly era style with, you know, Francois Allaire and really came from Quebec and, uh, you know, and obviously now, it, you know, there's different trends and, you know, with Finland and, you know, goalies just coming from everywhere. Right. So, uh, you know, the, the position keeps changing and, uh, you know, but I think there's th those basics still kind of always remain. You know, I, you know, for me, I was, I went from the, uh, I always laugh about this. I, I always, I went from the, uh, the skate safe two pad stack to, you know, butterfly, <laughs> butterfly, or, you know, or even before that, we called it the trechak one legged, uh, you know, like leg save and, you know, all, just different techniques. So I, I've you know, been fortunate enough to see the different trends. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of basics that are, you know, obviously the, the same, like, you know, like any sport, like a golf swing or whatnot, but uh, you know, the little things keep changing, you know, like post play and, and things like that. So 
uh, it's been really fun to watch all the different trends and, you know, different eras and, you know, now how important it is for goalies, uh, you, know, you know, size and hands and feet. So, uh, you know, it's really, it's really, really fun. You're walking well, me right into hold, this question. Hold, hold because... on, hold, Scott, before I forget oh. my question, let me, let me just ask because, <laughs> because he brought it up with, with Devin. Um, does it help a goalie to start out playing another position and then kind of transition? Um, I, I think like, I think like any, like any position or any athlete, I think the more that you're exposed to helps you. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know for myself, like, you know, maybe I wasn't always, you know, the, the best goalie or whatever, but I was always one of the best skating goalies. Right. And, and that was just, you know, I, you know, I spent so much time in the outdoor rink wanting to be a forward. You know, so, uh, you know, so like I, I actually ended up as a goalie by mistake because, you know, my mom, you know, being <laughs> my mom, my mom being an immigrant really didn't know hockey. And she was like, oh, I signed you up for goalie. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't I don't want to be goalie. She's like, yeah, but you're always around the net. I'm like, yeah, I was, I was trying to score. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so 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 I somehow I ended up as as a goalie. Maybe at the time it was like, you know, let's take the, you know, the uh, the. I don't want to say, I don't know what word to use. I guess the, uh, the Husky kid who can't skate or something, let's put him in that. <laughs> but, 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 but it, but it worked out. But yeah, I mean, just going back to your point, like, I mean, I think, I think athleticism is, is huge. Right. And that's for any sport or any position. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we talk a lot about early specialization in, in, uh, in, in youngsters today and, um, you know, you know, it's, it's really important to play different sports and, you know, basketball, soccer, tennis, I mean, tennis and racquetball are so good for goalies, uh, you know, as well as other things. So, uh, you know, baseball, I mean, that's one thing, you know, uh, one thing we noticed like, you know, for a long time is like goalies just couldn't catch anymore. You know, right. I, don't, I don't know, like, you know, basically there was, it was almost like they had two blockers in their hands, you know, and, and I think that just went back to, early specialization where kids maybe weren't playing baseball as much. Right. And, you know, just not uh, you know, learning to catch and fully closing their glove with a baseball. So, uh, or, or softball or whatever the, the sport may be. So, you know, I think that's where, you know, I think, uh, you know, goalies, it's so important, to, you know, to have elite hands, right. Like, you know, that's, that's, that goes into rebound control and everything. So, you know, just, just the stick positioning and just having like a good stick and, you know, being able to deflect pucks over the glass and, you know, on a PP, you want to kill that puck. And, uh, you know, so some, some goalies is like, it's like, you see their hands and it's like, Oh my God, man. It's like, that's a hockey stick in your hand. It's not like, it's not a shovel, you know? <laughs> do, do you tell kids to, do you tell kids then to, you know, to go home and play catch? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like do as much as like, just, you know, whether it's catch or just, you know, just focusing on, on trying to catch with like a, you know, just close your hand on a ball. I mean, I know it's a, it's, it's a little bit different when you have a glove on and you're closing your, your hand, but uh, you know, you know, if for, for people who are listening, that have never had their hand in a goalie glove. It's, you know, it's a little bit different sensation when you're trying to close the glove around a puck or, you know, uh, you know, in my case, I would just close my eyes and hope it went in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, like the, the more they can do, uh, you know, hand-eye coordination stuff, whether it's racquetball, tennis, uh, you know, you know, throwing a football around or, you know, just everything helps, you know, frisbee, uh, 
you know, there's just so many different ways to, to, I guess, to uh, expand your, your repertoire as an athlete. Okay. Yeah. So, well, so I got to ask you some questions now, cause Paul's, Paul's hogging the whole show here. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> this, is, this is, this is analytics. Me anyway. This is analytics and eyeballs. So we right. need number stuff. So oh, the first thing I want to ask you, Lior, is, oh, these are easy. Um, I, I had a coach, a mutual friend of ours, that okay. uh, had a goaltender. And uh, the goaltender was, I think, 6'5". And uh, he played him throughout most of the year. And at the end of the year, uh, we were talking, and he made a goalie change. And I said, Coach, uh, off the record, I said, what was the goalie change about? And he said, well, uh, the goaltender's got great NHL size. But... Um, that's about it. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> really? And he said, yeah, he said, it's, it's more, more than just size. So Paul's always asking me, why, why don't the goalies cover the lower portion of the net? They're six, five. They got to go down. Um, no, uh, no, Devin, you backwards. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. Uh, Devin and Yaniv are, are both smaller quote goaltenders. They're both uh, a lot bigger than me. But, yeah. but tell us the, the importance of size, or is, is the importance of size still there for goalies? Um, I, I think so. I mean, look, you know, the, you know it's, it's, if you're talking about the NHL where, you know, you're talking about guys who can put pucks in, in, in small areas that, like, you know, most, most people couldn't even dream of. And, uh, you know, and the game is very structured and, and fast. And so, yeah, so, you know, they, they play percentages, right? So, you know, obviously, um, you know, height is, is def- plays a part in it. But I, I think it also, um, you know, I know there's people I use the, the term like chest height or torso height, right? Because, I mean, you can have a six foot five goalie that makes himself look really small. And you can have like a, you know, a goalie who's, who's smaller, you know, and makes himself look pretty big, right? So, um, you know, I think it's just, you know, depending on, on I guess, you know, I don't want to say the intelligence of the goaltender, but just knowing how to use his his size, right? And, uh, you know, you'll see it a lot on, on post plays uh, where, you know, guys are going into the reverse VH and, uh, you know, um, you know, everyone kind of calls it something a little bit different, right? But, um, and that's where, like, you know, the goalie coach and, and the goalie, really tweak the things like, okay, what am I more comfortable doing on this play or, or that play when, when the puck's like below the goal line or it's a jam play or, or things like that. So, you know, that's where, yeah, size is helpful, but you can overcome size with, you know, I think with athleticism and good hockey IQ. Okay. So, so part two of that is um, Devin's numbers were, were outstanding and they were so good that they won him uh, the Mike Richter award um, there, but there were lots of great goaltenders, including Yaniv. Uh, he had some great numbers as well. So when you looked at the numbers this year for particularly those two, your thoughts on, uh, you know, goals against shutouts, um, wh- where do we look to see uh, and rank these guys, I should say? Yeah, so I, again, you know, like like numbers, numbers, statistics, you know, analytics, you know, obviously those, those are, are huge parts of it. I mean... You know, you have to look at, I guess, everything in, in, you know, in a global perspective, right? Like, you know, the, the type of system that the team play or, you know, opponents, uh, you know, quality of shots, you know, uh, you know, every, you know, whether it's, 
it's ECAC hockey East. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, say one division is better than another, but, you know, obviously, you know, certain teams, certain divisions have, you know, more, I guess, more potent scorers or, uh, you know, you know, guys who are maybe on their way to the NHL, a little younger age, you know, maybe, uh, you know, so there's a lot of factors I think that, that go into, into the numbers and, you know, obviously strong team defense plays a part of it. And, uh, you know, both, both with Yaniv and, and with Devin, uh, you know, I'm not surprised by the numbers they put up because, you know, both of them have, have that, you know, historically have always put up good numbers and a lot of it's just due to their, their, you know, what's, what they have in between the years, right? Um, you know, they're both very calm and uh, understand the game and read the play really well. Um, you know, so I think, again, those, those, those things play into, into your numbers. And, you know, also, you know, obviously puck luck as well, right? Uh, you know, sometimes you just have years where, you know, everything hits you, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you feel like crap on the ice and, you know, you feel like you don't know what you're doing out there and, and the puck just hits you and there's other games where as a goalie, it's like, hey, man, I feel great and then everything goes in, you know. So uh, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. But, you know, I think when you when you really look into the deep analytics of it, I mean, some, some of the things, you know, can explain, uh, you know, the, the trends better than others. All right, so... Because this is what I do. Um, I sit there and I watch a game now. And as soon as the puck goes into the in, into a team's defensive zone, the goalie's automatically down on his knees. I mean, well, uh, that, that, is that a – I don't know. Is, can you say whether you like a trend or not? Because to me, that's nuts. Well, <laughs> so so here, here's the thing. Like, you know um, – Again, you know, when, when goalies go into what we call the, the reverse VH or, um, you know, when they enter into, into their, I guess, into their post, um, it's, it's really calculated, right? Um, and I know to, to the most, you know, to most people, they just see a goalie on his knees and they don't know what he's doing, right? But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's an anticipation play. I mean, I don't like calling it a cheating play because... It's calculated, right? You're anticipating what the play is going to be, right? I mean, you know, hockey, you know, it's, it's not like football, obviously, where, you know, you can predict exact routes and stuff. But, you know, things happen quite similarly, you know, more often than not. But, you know, it's still pretty uh, unpredictable again, you know. But, you know, there's only, you know, when the puck's below the goal line, right? Like, again, depending on size and what you feel your strengths are, you know, goalies will go into that, you know, basically, you know, the, the one knee down and one knee and one leg up, you know, and they're, and they're basically anticipating either a, a quick pass out or a, a jam play. So again, it's, you know, I know to, to most people, it looks like, oh, he's down on his knees, but he's, he's basically taking away, you know, the percentages, right? And again, uh, you know, obviously when you're, when you're 6'4", you can play a little bit different style than, and when you're six one or six feet or five eleven, you know, like UC Saros is gonna, you know, his post play is gonna be a lot different than a guy like, uh, you know, Ben Bishop or, uh, you know, Andre Vasilevsky, for example, you know. So, uh, you know, and even those two, like, you know, I remember, uh, you know, watching Tampa Bay's morning skates. Um, you know, Franjean, you know, was nice enough to invite me down, and you know, you look at Vasilevsky, and I'm like, hey man, he's not that big, and then. And then you realize he's standing next to Ben Bishop, who's six seven. You know? <laughs> so 
but you know but both different you know kind of different styles where uh you know like like vast when he skates like you can just hear the ice it's like it's it's like you hear the crunch you know so uh, a very powerful skater you know so again every every goalie's different and you have to you know as a goalie coach uh you know i think it becomes less about the actual technique but like how do you use you know what you're good at to um you know to take away as much as you can and trying to minimize what you're not good at you know yeah good stuff um i was as i mentioned at the awards ceremony when uh, devin got the richter and i commented to you but man what a great kid i mean he's got it all together i know that's a tough situation to be in um you know, when you're young and, and young, he's 21 now, but uh, when you, when you think about that, um, does that add pressure to him now the next few years at Northeastern to, uh, to, to continue to perform at that level? Or is that something as a goalie you take on and you go, Hey, if I've earned the award, I'm going to continue to try to improve on it. Uh, I mean, look, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, you know, those are, those are tough numbers and, you know, he's definitely set the, the bar pretty high for himself, uh, you know, um, but, but knowing Devin and, and how he is, I mean, there's a reason why he's been successful, you know, both at the, you know, world junior or uh, even before that at the, uh, you know, uh, what's it called at the uh, junior A challenge and, uh you know, playing for Carlton Place in Junior A, uh, he, you know, he's just that type of kid where, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's very exciting for him and he, but it, it's all, you know, it's all because of the way he prepares, you know, so, um, you know, I'm sure for him, you know, he's not, I don't think he's, he's necessarily worried about, um, you know, replicating the exact same season. I mean, it's, it's going to be very difficult, but, you know, I'm sure he's going to, he's going to do something pretty comparable, you know? Well, isn't that what you kind of strive to do though, right? You want that consistency. Uh, oh, absolutely. You don't expect to have the same numbers, but you at least want, you, you know that there are some things that are out of your control, but you want to at least uh, keep a certain level of consistency in your game. If for nothing else, your own head. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, consistency is, is, is the key, right? I mean, you know, that's why that's what that's the biggest difference between you know goalies at uh you know the american hockey league level and the nhl level or you know guys who maybe are are, are good at, at you know at a younger age but you know maybe don't figure it out necessarily between the years as they get older and and vice versa right so uh definitely you know just like a just like a forward or defenseman being consistent is everything and you know uh and hopefully for for devin and uh, I'm pretty confident he'll he'll keep the consistency going, and uh, uh, you know I I know there's I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on him, you know to to keep those numbers, and you know same thing with with Yaniv or uh, you know any any goalie that basically has you know those types of years, you know, uh, but you know you look at a goalie like like you know Andre Vasilevsky and some of the other top NHL goalies, it's it's basically maintaining that consistency for as long as possible, and then when you do falter. You know, it's basically getting back to that norm, you know, as fast as possible, you know, and not letting it slide for, you know, multiple games or season or two. You know, we could go on for hours because uh, this is so intriguing, but I want you to tell us a little bit about the agency part of things. As the guys get a little older and they start looking to go, uh, Paul and I have talked about it now that a uh, number of entry-level contracts have been signed and 
have things changed over the years, Leora, as far as players moving on and, uh, and how much communication is there actually from, from start to finish uh, when they're in college? So, so basically, I mean, um, you know, I, I think when, when a goaltender or any player gets identified, let's say, you know, if we're talking about the NCAA, um, you know, in particular, um, you know, I, I think, you know, teams will start to, to see guys and, you know, they'll send out their, their scouts and they'll make, you know, communication either with, uh, with the agent or advisor, I should say. Um, and, uh, and, you know, through the coaching staff as well. And, you know, Hey, you know, what's, what's this player's interest of, of coming out early or, um, you know, this is what we think he will be. And, uh, you know, and, and then every goalie and, uh, has to basically make his decision. Am I ready to, to step out of college early? Um, you know, in some cases, or, you know, the guys who age out, they, they basically have no choice, right? They, they have to, to make it or break it yeah. pretty, you know, pretty quick at the pro level. I mean, uh, you know, pro hockey's pretty un, could be pretty unforgiving, you know? So if you don't come out and, and perform, you know, uh, you know, you don't want to get, uh, I guess, pushed down, but, um, you know, you still have to fight for your place every year. And, you know, you see some guys that will come out of college and, or, you know, even junior hockey and, you know, maybe they struggle a little bit, and then all of a sudden at, at 28 years old, they're a number one goalie. Right. And then, and then some guys will come out at a younger age and, and they're, you know, they were kind of uh, more prepared for the spotlight than others. So uh, I think every, every goalie has to kind of gauge where they are and, and be realistic of, of uh, I guess, you know, if they're prepared to, to make that jump. I don't know if I, I hope I kind of answered that question. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, my follow-up to that is do uh, for the most part when Golden and, and I'm, I'm going to use Joey Decord as an example, because I was pretty close to Joey at Arizona state and sure. of course drafted by Ottawa and uh, seemed to be the goalie of the future for Ottawa. Then all of a sudden they leave him unprotected. He ends up in Seattle. Now he's kind of going back and forth, but um I just wonder, do goalies kind of look at it and go, hey, I can't develop anymore? <clears throat> I thought Joey played great at Arizona State, but I also thought it was time for him to move on to the next level. Does that happen a lot? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think once, you know, I, again, like every every player is a little bit different. Some of them, you know, some guys want to really graduate and, uh, you know, not saying that you can't go back and graduate later, but, you know, some guys want to just finish out their four years and, and come out when they're ready or even their five years, whatever it is uh, these days, um, you know, in, but if you really feel like, Hey, I've, I've dominated, um, you know, and I'm ready for the next level. Right. And, uh, and some guys like, you know, like, like Joey, I believe he left what I think in it was it his junior year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He left after his junior year. And, and sometimes like, you know, hey, when the NHL comes calling, you 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 punch your ticket and and you take your shot, right? I mean, uh, you know, there's always you know sometimes there's there's risk in waiting, right? Uh, you know, whether God forbid, I mean, don't want any harm on anybody, but you know, uh, you know, the longer the longer you, you play hockey, I mean, your body goes through a lot, and uh, you know, uh, there's always risk in, in waiting as well. So there's a lot of things to to weigh right? When you're making those decisions and, and usually, 
you know, um, you know, you try and make that decision, I guess, with the player, the agent, the coaches, the family, you know, Hey, what, what's, what's best for me. And, and everybody kind of makes their own decision. And, you know, once you do come to that decision, you just kind of live with it, right? You just jump in both feet and Hey, like, you know, I guess in, in Joey's case, it's like, Hey, I'm going to leave early. And, uh, you know, I want to take my shot with the Sens and, and that's what he did. And, uh, you know, and who knows what could have happened, you know, had he not, you know, if he would have waited or, or, or whatnot. So uh, you don't want to, you know, it's hard to second guess those types of decisions. Listen, you got to play in the NHL, right? I mean, even if you get to play one game in the NHL, that's, that's kind of automatically cements it as the right decision, doesn't it? Uh, uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I think for most guys, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to, to get that, that game, you know, but, you know, once you're there, it's like you want more, right? So, um, you know, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I can't speak for for Joey in, in his case, but uh, you know, like, you know, some guys, you know, maybe they're better off waiting until they're done. But I think I think at the college age, especially as the goalies are getting older, I'm not not too sure, you know, that you know whether you're waiting one or two years, uh, uh, you know, especially in terms of your game. Right. Uh, you know, I think what's important is if you're getting the, if you've, if you have enough quality starts at the college level, you know, and, and you're ready to make that jump, uh, um, you know, then, and then I think you, you go for it. Right. And, uh, uh, and, and you don't look back. I mean, it, it takes time to establish yourself, you know, at the, at the pro level as well. I mean, you know, you need uh, every, every team has different metrics. Uh, you know, I know some teams use like 150 pro starts before they'll you know, they, they can basically tell if a, if a goalie's a starter or not in that at that level, right? So, you know, and 150 starts is, is quite a bit, you know, at the at pro, and you're looking at, you know, what, 30, 40 games a year over four, over three years, you know? So, uh, you know, plus you have, every year you have guys coming up from, you know, whether it's college <laughs> or, or junior or, you know, you have guys in the East Coast fight trying to fight their way up. It's, uh, you know, so so every day, I mean, and this is what I try and tell kids is like, you know, every day you're you're fighting to either steal someone's spot or you're fighting to to keep your spot, right? Right. So it's a it, it could be you know it's a it could be a very mental, uh, you know, I guess grind, right? So uh, and again, it goes for most sports and and every position. All right, final one for me is uh, when you. Uh, when you look across uh, NCAA hockey now, and you've seen it, you were there, you played it. Yep. Um, is the parity right now, Leo, as good as you've ever seen uh, as far as depth and parity across the board and the new teams coming in and all this and that? Uh, where do you see it right now in 2022? I, I mean, I think I think things, you know, changed quite a bit since when I played in the, in the mid-90s, you know. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, but I, I think it's I think college hockey is, is 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 a great you know avenue for for players and you know I think you see it you know everyone's always like oh when you add teams like you know it's going to dilute the product or you know just not enough good players but that's not like there's so many good players out there there really are and you know uh, for every for every player that maybe gets an NCAA opportunity there there might be another twenty that were just as good if not better that that didn't. Right. So uh, I think it's great for the game. It's great for college hockey. Uh, you know, the more schools we can get, the better, you know, I would love to see, you know, obviously living in the, 
I guess Colorado's not the Sun Belt anymore, but <laughs> you know when I was. But you know, some days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, but like you know, when you see programs like ASU come out, and uh, you know, obviously the, the job that Greg Powers has done and the staff there of bringing that team up to speed, and uh, you know, it's just, I think it's just fun for for sports fans in general, but I think for just giving more opportunities for for kids to to play college hockey and and to use and really to use hockey as a as an opportunity to open doors to start their lives, right? So, uh, you know, whether it's uh, getting a chance to maybe get into a school, um, you know, maybe get, you know, get some uh, scholarship money or whatever it is, or, you know, just being part of the school community, um, I think is, is huge for, for these players and programs. And I, I just hope that college hockey keeps expanding into, you know, whether it's Texas, California, you know, Florida, you know, you talked about the Florida Everblades. Uh, I mean, you know, that's a, like who doesn't want to play in uh, in Estero, <laughs> you know, right between uh, Naples and uh, um, uh, Fort Myers, right? So, yeah, um, you know, like who does who doesn't want to go to the rink every day in flip flops and shorts? You know, I, I whether I'm going to the rink or not, that's how I want to dress. So, <laughs> I mean, the rink is even better. <laughs> exactly. So. So and nothing, and again, not to take away anything from the programs that are uh, you know in the Northeast or whatever Minnesota and have to deal with the cold weather, but uh, you know I get I guess when you grow up in the Northeast and you know you realize one day, hey, I can go to the rink in shorts and flip flops. It's a it's it's pretty fun. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story on that before I let you go. But uh, you know everybody says that. Well, why would you not want to go to Arizona State? Well, I talked to a kid who was born and raised in Arizona. Um, now plays for Chicago Steel and has signed a tender or is signing a tender to play college hockey at, at North Dakota. So when I visited with them, I said, I, um, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I figured you did. So anyway, I asked him, I said, why North Dakota? I mean, Arizona State's got a brand new building and all this stuff. And he goes, I'm tired of the heat. I want to try the cold. I'm going like, well, yeah, welcome to Grand Forks because it will be cold. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. But I, I know that player and uh, I'm sure it was a, it was a really hard, you know, gut wrenching decision, you know, between, you know, uh, you know, I know he had the, op- I, I believe he had the opportunity to go to ASU as well. And, uh, you know, but I, you know, from a young age, he's always, you know, North Dakota was kind of always in his heart. So, uh, I'm happy for him that he got the opportunity yeah. and, you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, uh, had he gone to the other way or, or whatever other options he had, I'm, I'm sure it would have worked out just the same. Yeah. Good stuff, Lior. Thanks so much for joining us. Wait, uh, get one last question. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Get one last. All right. So, all right. Now I believe, and I could be wrong. You said, uh, you know, something about having a son. Yeah. Um, did he say, Dad, there's no way in heck I'm playing goalie? Oh, you know what? If I'm looking at the right list here. So I, I got I got scared a little bit, you know, uh, when he was <laughs> – when my son was young where, you know, uh, I thought like, okay, I'm going to scare the bejesus out of him so he doesn't want to become a goalie. <laughs> and and I was shooting as hard as I could and, and he just – had this look on me like you know kind of like when you punch a guy in the face and he just smiles at you you're like oh shit 
Oh. <laughs> That's I, uh, fine. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't mean to say. It. Okay, so, so yeah, I was like, I got nervous, but then you know, he, he, uh, you know, he when they started playing like you know mini mites and you know all the, the cross ice games, I think he just got bored and he was like, ah, I just want to play forward. I was like, thank, <laughs> thank God. But my, but my daughter ended up being a goalie for a bit, so, so, so I got, I got, I got to experience the. Uh, you know, the, the hockey, I guess the, the goalie parent uh, conundrum, which is not fun. Uh, I'll tell you, my, my youngest son played goalie in squirts, and that was enough as a, as a coach on the squirt bench. And, you know, at squirt age, they're just trying to stay on their feet for the most part, right? Uh, <laughs> Maybe not Yanni or Devin, but my son. And, and we were in one-goal games, and I'd be just going like, please, 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 somebody oh, shoot the fuck the other way. That was the worst nightmare ever, but uh, yeah, he enjoyed it. And uh, yeah. As you're always like, the parents always kind of look back at you, and I'm like, what do you want from me? I'm, I'm sitting here with you guys. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not playing, you know? <laughs> So uh, yeah, I, I, I could I could just imagine the, the goalie parent. I mean, my dad was a pacer, so <laughs> pace up and down the concourse. <laughs> I love it, Leor. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we will definitely be in touch. We've got so much to talk about over the summer. Keep doing what you do, my friend, and uh, I will get up to Loveland. I promise, and we'll sit down and have that beer. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys, and, and keep doing what you guys are doing. Keep bringing the fans out to college hockey and hockey in general Thank absolutely you. For, for joining us Thank yeah we will we will continue doing it uh i've got i've got uh, the denver celebration tomorrow night so that'll be a lot of fun it's great to see ncaa champions right here in the state of colorado <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right talk to you soon yeah absolutely Thanks, that's Leor Strom uh with us for uh, visiting tonight uh uh, all things hockey. That's just what it is. It's analytics and eyeballs, but it's all things hockey. Paul and I will be back in two minutes to wrap up another episode with you. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive JD Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home.
from the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs. All right, indeed it is, NCAA hockey fans. It is analytics and eyeballs. Just a reminder to people that we're not going away, even though the hockey, the college hockey season is over for now. Paul and I and Jordan will all be back uh, all the way through uh, the summer. We do this 24-7, um, 365 days a year. We live this stuff. So uh, every week we'll be here for you. Um, Paul, jumping in yeah. for the healthy scratch, uh, Jordan McAlpine tonight. Um your thoughts on Lior? He's just uh, such a resource. Well, it's 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 unbelievable when you get a chance to just when you don't deal with some of the behind the scenes folks as much. Like, I mean, you're much more around the ranks than I get a chance to be. So you get to deal with the folks that kind of are on that behind the scenes end than I do. But it's, it's just, it's, there's so many questions because you don't get to ask those questions of those folks that often. Yeah, absolutely. Well, four short years for you, my friend, and you'll be retired and, and then you'll be working full time again. <laughs> that, that, that won't be work. I promise. Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, we, we appreciate the insight because, as you said, uh, there's so much to know. I mean, how great is it to have somebody that's worked with the uh, Richter Award winner? And you know what? I, I, I learned something out of this. A lot of people said, um, how can a guy like uh, Dryden McKay win the Hobie but not win the goaltender? Well, all you have to do is look down the uh, the list of the numbers that were produced. Um, Devin had great numbers, but Giannis uh, Peretz is right behind him. Um, Dryden was there. I mean, just go down the list. It's just quality goaltenders, and I think maybe the voters thought it was time that they they uh, honor a couple of people because uh, their numbers are special. Yeah, I mean, I, there is there is that. I, I mean, it's just weird. That's all. Just weird. Yeah, it's just it's weird from the standpoint that you you just associate certain things, but uh, I I can see it now with a more open mind, and I get it. Uh, and by the way, both of them were uh, unbelievable with not only the media but with the crowds and dealing with TV and uh, all these things that were going on. It was it was a big weekend in Boston, and uh, certainly glad I was there for it and could share in it. And and now it's it's a time where you start thinking about all the things that happened. And you start going like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that's that's the fun part for me. It's going to go on for a couple of weeks where I'm going to go, that really happened. Yeah, that did happen. And, uh, you know, tomorrow night's going to be one more of those things with the Denver Pioneers having their right. celebration and fans getting to be able to uh, to show them what it means. So keep in mind, this is a 6,000 enrollment school with right. 34 NCAA championships nine of them in hockey right now. And uh, if you saw the or heard the clips that, that I played for you last night, uh, David Carl bleeds uh, crimson and gold. And I don't know what it would take to pull him away. He's seen Jim Montgomery leave uh, for the NHL. A lot of people were talking about that today because that's what they do. Oh, he's such right. a good coach in such a young age. Where Where's he going to go next? He's got to go to the NHL, right? I don't know. No, I don't know why? if David Carl wants why? to go to the NHL. Why? Well, I mean – I'm just telling you I, what I, I heard on talk listen, radio today. Listen, I, I understand that, and, and I'll sit there and, and I'll be like, you know, even though I was not 
be not as in tune, say, when I was younger with college football. Nobody, you had never heard anybody say, well, Bear Bryant should leave for the NFL. No. Why? I got one word for you, and this is why everybody talks about it. Money. Money talks um, to so many you know, people. Listen, I'm going to sit here and say um, that the money is nice. And, of course, everybody wants to make more money. But, you know, there's a, there's a certain, you know, com- comfort and a lifestyle and, and, and familiarity and, and knowing where you want to be isn't always about money. It helps. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I honestly but, don't know uh, what David's thinking, but I think uh, he's probably thinking about. Let's see. Uh, well, I don't think. Well, they're not playing ASU October first and October second next year, so he can't be thinking <laughs> about that. He's got the icebreaker. Yeah, well, at Magnus. My point is the first weekend, the second weekend of October. Yeah, my my my. The point that I'm making is, um, some guys. Why is it, you know, he went to school there. They were loyal to him. Sometimes you're in the right spot. And leaving doesn't make any sense. Well, let me tell you, I think I do know what he's thinking. I think he's thinking he wants to win. He wants to yeah, be no, the first team number 10. Right. Yeah, yeah, to know. win yeah. championship number 10, no matter what. I think that's on his mind already. And I think he's putting is. together a roster that uh, will have a shot at that again uh, because they always do. I mean, he right. he said it right off the get-go to me. He said, coming to Denver and playing Pioneer Hockey is a tough thing. And uh, there are expectations, and those expectations are that you're going to go win a national championship every time you start a season. You know, I and and I and I get that, and and you know, you're going to have those expectations as a professional coach, as a coach in the pros. Why would I mean? And you know that, but he's got those expectations there too. And, you know, not for nothing, but we know he has the resources. Why would you leave? Yeah, good question. I I hate to even have the talk of it, but as I mentioned to you today on talk radio here, I get frustrated at all is that, uh, yeah, I I appreciate the fact that the major stations are are talking about college hockey. I really do appreciate that because it does help grow it. But if you're going to talk about it, you got to get some of the facts right, like who the two teams were that played. And that type of you know, stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get into my. Uh, it might sound hypocritical. My stance on 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 talk radio, <laughs> since that's kind of what we do here. So. Yeah, I get it. But you know what? If if yeah, I don't talk about basketball because I don't know that much about basketball, and if I'm going to get into that conversation, I'm going to do some research on it before I enter into it. So that's all I'm asking. I get it. People make mistakes. That happens. Uh, Lord knows I've made plenty of my own. But uh, if if you're going to get into the conversation, then at least know the combatants and know know a few other things about it because it's important. It's important to the players, the fans, the parents. It's important to the growth. I mean, 
these guys, these guys work hard and they want to be rewarded for what they do. Anyway, well, we'll leave it on that note. Paul, thanks for filling in tonight. I appreciate it because uh, it's always a tough thing to do. Although I think I could let Lior just go on the whole night and I could have just sat back and relax because he's got so much knowledge and yeah. well, man, oh man, uh, Lord knows I'll be tapping into him a lot. So it's going to cost me a lot of beers driving up to uh, Loveland this summer, I think. Yeah. Well, all right. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs have been brought to you by Drury Inns and Suites. Drury Plaza Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel, is booking now for stays starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to our $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership, and see one of our stores for details on that. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number, that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See our website at BehindTheMask.com for our Three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where our food can be summed up in one word. Perfection. By M Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre owned. Jets Pizza, it's more than just great pizza. You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find a location near you at jetspizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Well done, my friend. As always, thanks for pinch hitting. And, uh, man, it's fun to talk hockey with guys that are so knowledgeable. So our thanks to uh, Leo Strom for uh, joining us tonight. He's uh, he's one great resource. Glad to have him here in Colorado and close to me. So uh, we appreciate his time tomorrow night. A little bit early, I believe 7 p.m. Mountain Time, we'll start the show uh, from Magnus Arena just after the celebration of the ninth national championship for the Denver pioneers. We look forward to that. And of course, Wednesday night, um, another big announcement from us, slight change in the name and more importantly, teams added to college hockey that we want to talk about tomorrow night. So tune in both nights on the, uh, podbean.com app and, uh, Tweet in if you want. Send, jump into the chat box and send us a message or something. Um, one more new thing coming I'll tell you about uh, tomorrow night. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, for all your college hockey needs, here we are. We'll say goodnight with a little uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Good night.